Hello, and welcome to the introductory episode of... The Fake Outrage Report. Uh, we're your hosts, Jay Raj. And Phil Causey. Uh, this episode uh, is really dedicated to just explaining what the show is and uh, why you should give a shit. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, that's fine too, uh, but this is sort of a really um, sort of concept-heavy show, so we have to really... We, we have to do an intro. We can't... Uh, we're yes, not, we're not just I mean, yeah, yeah, no, we do have to do an intro... Concept heavy makes it sound like it's very heady or hard to grasp. It's very simple. It's called the fake outrage report, like we said, right? Everyone knows what fake outrage kind of refers to. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, controversies fueled by the internet. Is that fair to? Is that a fair characterization? Yeah, well, yeah, the internet, and we were just talking about this. Uh, what did you say off air a minute ago about how the internet has given rise to this whole? group of people who are angry about things that they really have no business even knowing about. Well, okay, let's, let's, let's even back up that one. I don't know if it's like a homogenous group of people. That's fine. No, no, no. Well, this is cool. This is, this is what it is. We're going to be having these conversations on the, on, well, on the regular. On the regular. Figuring out what this is because it's not just like there's a, a bunch of drones out there that get activated when, uh, but what the internet has done is it's made it easier for news to disseminate and with, uh, with the rise of like clickbait, Right, and the the rise of click driven, um, I guess for for media companies and websites to make their money, um, they need to attract eyeballs, and one way to do that is to uh, exploit controversy. You know what? Oh, maybe maybe we should start with with what the show isn't. Sure, <laughs> because uh, rather yeah. than we, because there's so, a lot of different directions, a lot of ideas you could get from that alone yeah. that we want to dispel. Well, for, off the first top. of all, we're not. Um, we're not like a show. We're not just two guys who are like, we're in a podcast. We're funnier than you. You should listen to us. Like yeah. we actually have things we want to discuss that are we think are important. Yeah, and I think what's interesting, we what we don't want to do is uh, is be partisan necessarily. We're not gonna we're not gonna be overtly political. Uh, it's gonna most come of up. It's gonna come up once. Politics in a while. is going to come up, but we don't have an agenda. Let's put it that way. We don't have a political agenda, um, and also we don't. Um, it's not about just. Uh, finding instances of quote unquote fake outrage and then shitting on them. It's really more about <laughs> Yeah, we're not a we're not a fuck you show. Like uh because that's that's the instinct too. What's and that's something we're going to explore is a lot of like backlash against backlash or like outrage against supposed outrage. It's more like looking at these instances of these episodes of controversy or just things that blow up, for example, like the Starbucks cup controversy. I'm using air quotes. You can't see them. Cecil the lion, things like that. Um, and we're going to try to dissect, really like look at them fairly. Right. And, and di- start with like, what was the genesis of this thing? Um, how did it become so big? And w- to what degree is there like valid outrage and to what degree is there um, kind of a bandwagon effect? We want to like look at it with a level head. Look at all these things with a level head and uh, and a little bit of levity. Because <laughs> we like to laugh. Yeah, definitely. And we're not. Uh, again, what he was saying is we're not partisan. The, the unfortunate thing with a lot of the fake outrage is that it's not limited to either either team. It's not red and it's not blue. Both sides do this bullshit. And a lot of people also who are fake outrageists. Do we have a word for these people yet? I don't know because I don't. I don't. Even, I'm even hesitant to like give them uh, a label because I, you know, because I don't know. It's just people. Like so, anyone, it could be you. It could be me. Any yeah. everyone. I've done it. I've like shared a thing or like gotten caught up in a thing and then and then realized like learned more facts later and then realized oh this was more complicated. I'll give you an example of that actually, so I can kind of 
you know, uh, give yeah, my what, humility bona fide. Yeah, yeah, tell me what you, you've gotten self-righteous about recently. There was that uh, um, the the woman that sued her her nephew or whatever. It was her nephew. It was like her her like eight year old nephew or twelve year old whatever, some kid, for like uh, jumping on her um, at a party and like <laughs> breaking her arm or something. It was it, that's not the right details, but that's more or less the outlines of the thing. And it turned Wait, out. Stop. I, if you're gonna sue a twelve year old, what do you sue a twelve year old for? Well, that's what. Like, <laughs> he's worth eighty five dollars. No. Know? Yeah. No. But no. But it was the and that that was the thing that was the crux of the outrage that I bandwagoned on was like you're suing you this kid and his mom had died so there was all this it was like what kind of awful bitch would sue her nephew and what it turned out to be was uh was this this weird uh thing in in the law that like her attorney's advisor like yeah you you can sue them basically she sued him and his father i.e. her her uh, her in-law but it was i think that it was just because that was how the insurance law worked that would they she sued them so that insurance would pay out the her hospital bill and so it wasn't this thing of like you stupid piece of shit i'm suing you it was this is necessary this is a necessary kabuki kind of legal fiction that we have to play out so that i can get money from my medical expenses oh so you you totally you totally bit at the clickbait because absolutely that's that's what i'm saying i i jumped on i tweeted it i facebooked about it (laughs) then i found out about it later (laughs) and i felt real dumb and it's that's the most recent one and now i'm really i try to be a lot more careful now but I you know I fall into I, it can happen to all of us. I think that's what's interesting about it and what I like why I like that we're doing the show at least in part is to be able to is just as a rule that we're going to be taking a cool look at these things. Well the the, the thing too is that the news often releases things or depending on the source because if it's like you know the Huffington Post or something it, it's always going to be super lefty and if it's like some crazy conservative blog it's going to be super righty and so sometimes they, they report the story in a certain way well, sure. to make it sound like this is an awful thing that's happening you should be against this when really it's just bullshit clickbait and they're trying to get clicks and eyeballs and get well, right. people riled up for no fucking reason yeah you know that's and all that's it anyone is. that's publishing story um, obviously more deeply reported stories are going to be more. I guess objective or fair, but yeah, a lot of the time it is, it's about the spin. It's about the headline and it's easy to, and it's easy to even take a cursory look at what appear to be obvious facts. Like in this case with, uh, with the woman and her child is like, oh yeah, of course this is classic. This is a classic, like almost snow white level of villainy that you're looking at, you know, on its face. But then when you dig a little deeper, there's more there. And then, you know, and then that's a terrible feeling because then you feel like a chump. You know, yeah. feel like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. But so <laughs> maybe, too, what we can do with this is by dissecting these. And then if, if you're listening, follow along with us, you know, and form your own opinions. But like at least there's a training that we're all going to be kind of subjecting ourselves to to uh, to have a cooler head. I, well, I think we also have to define uh, fake outrage, too. Sure. Because there's so many sort of subcategories of it. Because here's the thing. We're going to be focusing on fake outrage. We're not going to be doing just... Uh, because there are things that, that at, yeah, oh yeah, go ahead. there are things that go across the internet that are like valid causes, you know, like you have like your Black Lives Matter and Yes All Women, that sort of thing. That's not fake outrage. Those are actual social problems that we need to address. Sure. Whereas the the things that we're going to be focusing on here are more, you know, like he was saying, like the lion or the Starbucks cups or whatnot. Yeah. People who are just pretending to be mad because they really just want attention. Yeah. Well, and even then, I think what's going to be interesting is looking at like the kernel of 
uh, of the the controversy for something like Cecil the Lion. We talked about this before we were recording. Um, like there are people that are legitimately angry about that. And like, if you know the story, oh, yeah. it, it's kind of fucked up. Cause it was like a nice lion that wasn't hurting anybody. Like the story was <laughs> fucked up, but um, then there becomes, it becomes, I don't know if cottage industry is too strong of a word, but that's, but it becomes uh, blown up with a lot of people that maybe didn't, well, I think it started w- with probably a few hundred people that were like hardcore animal rights people who were legitimately pissed off about this, and then a bunch of basic people on Facebook who were like, "I'm mad about this too," you know? Aren't I? Aren't I? You know, right guys? And you know, like, aren't I cool because I'm also clicking share? This is how I'm helping. This is how I'm. I'm this is my part. So yeah, I think, like you said, like defining and dissecting, uh, separating, if you will, the the original core of of maybe actual uh actual outrage actual concern the the big fluffy layer <laughs> that fluffy layer of reposts of reposts yeah. and things that are like well you know how much you know and then also maybe too we're going to try to look at where these things go and maybe try to call them in some cases if it's like in the middle of a thing or uh, looking back like where did this end up what what happened or oh yeah you're going to you know, get you're going to be getting uh completely uh, uninformed predictions from us yes. uh, as these things and as they're happening. unscientific assessments based on a system that we will make up yeah. as we go along, which I'm very excited about. Oh, man. But we also definitely uh, want to focus on, too, in some cases, people join causes um, purely to look good. And in some cases, there there is the opposite effect where people join the backlash too. Mm-hmm. You ever feel that oh, way? Oh, that's the <laughs> backlash annoys the shit out of me more so sometimes. The backlash, uh, oh, the backlash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The back because the Starbucks cup controversy is a perfect example because I, I, I again controversy air quotes big old honking air quotes um, because I saw I saw a thing or two about that and I think I saw there was like one guy who was really angry that they I guess it was they took Merry Christmas off of the cups was that the whole thing but then and then here's the thing is that I saw. I saw that like once and then I saw I didn't see one I'm friends I'm from Texas and I I am friends with a lot of uh from of Christians I uh maybe we'll get into this one day maybe we won't I was Christian myself for like a uh, 3 or 4 years it was weird um but anyway I'm friends with Christians on Facebook and mostly I saw I didn't see anyone angry about it I saw people like posting like who are these supposed Christians that are angry about this cuz I'm Christian and I don't care at all and so it was this thing where it's like okay there was this little bit of fake outrage that got overblown by the media. Then there was this backlash, fake outrage from comedians. That Wasn't are, it just one guy? That, that that's just what I'm saying. <laughs> it was one guy. And then like, for me, it was like hundreds of comedians just like, dude, if you really... And the, what bothered me the most was when it was really like self-righteous. Like, you should really be mad about homelessness. Or what about... Oh, there's some funny yeah. ones where they Photoshop a cup and it's like, hail Satan. It's like, okay. But like, <laughs> that's fine. But it, but I, what, what bugs me, what irritates me to no end, even when something is funny in itself, is when it's based on a false premise. And that bothers me in stand-up and that bothers me especially on the internet where it's like, I saw all these jokes that are like, okay, but uh, all of these jokes are based on a premise that a big swath of Christians are angry about this cup, which is false. Yeah, and if you're going to pick on Christians, there's plenty of other stuff that they're actually mad about. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, a red cup is not one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah. So, it, like, we're only using this as an example because it's recent. Yeah, um, but absolutely like, not these are, the, these are Yeah, I've I've we don't care much. about this story. But, like, these are the types of stories we're going to be covering on here, uh, certainly. And I would also say that the the cup, by the way, because you were asking about the cup, it all it was was 
they took like a, a, a snowflake or like a, like it used to be like a red cup with like white snowflakes and then the logo mm-hmm. and now it's just a red cup with the logo and apparently that that's some it? that's yeah apparently some dude just totally lost his shit snowflakes? over snowflakes yeah that's it wasn't even like like a cross or like a, anything actually christian even sillier than the thing that I already hated. Well, and, and actually, this leads into the ne- the next thing, and this is sort of um, like there are some stories that just sort of get started by one dude, and you know, blow up, and Poor then the, the, the news takes a hold of it, and the news then runs that as a story for the next forty eight hours straight, and says there is outrage just to kind of get more people riled up sure. over it. So, like, we, we we're gonna try to consider the source when we do this. Sure. Is it gonna be a group of people who's pissed off, or is it the media just saying there are people mad about this, but like really no one's mad right. about it? Right, and the source and kind of the mechanism, I think, um, because there are there are instances where a tweet is taken out of context and then turned into a controversy. A bemused tweet will turn into a controversy about an outrage that never existed in the first place. It was just kind of this amusement. Something. I mean, yeah. I was telling you about this. This was a uh, uh, this trans activist named Parker Malloy posted an essay on Medium recently. I think it was in the last couple of days about kind of her take on how these things happen. Uh, the media manufactures a controversy um, because she posted a, a tweet. Um, it was a picture of an ad for a lipstick, and the shade of lipstick was underage red. <laughs> it was, Wait, it it was, was named called underage red, and I know uh, it's like it makes you go like, Ugh, really? And that was her reaction as far as she represented it. It was like she posted her tweet and it was just like, oh, really? <laughs> and a, then, yeah, that is a weird and then, marketing you know, she's, campaign. Uh, she's got an online following, so people retweeted it and things. She's like and a maybe blogger. They, they added their own spin on it, like you do. You know, she's like a blogger or something. Yeah, yeah she's like a trans online oh, blogger great. activist. Um, that's where it starts usually too by the way sometimes and that but you know and she she herself arguably has an agenda in in her in the way this essay played out because um she said basically i posted this tweet then other people retweeted it then business insider i think it was uh where full disclosure i worked for a month um who cares i don't know how that but i'm I'm weird about disclosures because i'm a journalist anyway i'm not weird about (laughs) it i'm I'm conscientious about it because i'm good at what i fucking do anyway um so then Business Insider picked it up, and they said people are outraged, or people are uh, whatever, and then that turned into a whole thing, because then she posted all the tweets, she got his backlash, and of course it was for a, a, a trans woman on Twitter, as nasty as you would expect, coming from like the subhuman recesses of the, the angry male id, and you're like, oh god, that's gross and evil. Subhuman. And then... Uh, and then uh, Finally, the the lipstick manufacturer. I don't even know who it was, and I don't give a shit to be honest, because it's a lipstick manufacturer. Um, Are you not up on your fall colors? No. Hey, <laughs> I don't. I've never tore it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they but they were like they they took this defiant stand. They're like, we don't care. It was like as though the forces of evil were arrayed against them. And it's like, here I stand. I will not back down from underage red. The lipstick company basically said, like, fuck you. Like, we're not backing down. We're keeping yeah, the name as underage red. Maybe they were forced to withdraw it, but they, it, the, the person themselves, the artiste, admitted no wrongdoing. Was like, I admit nothing. This is me. This is who I am. I have questions about that this one shit. specifically. Okay, because you have, so they called it underage red. Who exactly is that marketed towards? Like, is it marketed towards chicks who are actually underage? Or is it mar- marketed towards, like, older women who are trying to look younger? Yeah, trying to make yourself feel like jailbait or something. Yeah, is that is that who they're trying to the market towards? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure that they know. 
frankly, I'm not willing to credit uh, lipstick artists with too much uh, too much artistic integrity. Oh, but I did want to also say this um, to my point. What I said earlier about like um, this activist maybe having an agenda in portraying internet outrage this way, because I think there's there's a lot to be said. There's there is a lot of fake outrage, and then there's a lot of people who were invested in saying that there is no fake outrage. They say it doesn't exist, and that that like calling <laughs> oh things, it exists calling things fake outrage is a means of of minimizing and devaluing already marginalized opinions mostly in the context of things like uh like uh trans activism particularly well that, that's like a LGBT. real cause though sure sure that's what i'm saying that's yeah that's not fake outrage that's outrage but a lot of people call that fake outrage so all i'm saying that's all to say that it's very complicated and uh and i think that's what's going to be interesting about this show is looking at the where that collides because a lot of people it, it is a calling something fake um you know, you're saying something. It's a it's a loaded thing to say, and so and we're going to be saying it a lot. So oh yeah, yeah we're <laughs> so um. We're but it'll be that's be. why it'll be extra important as far as I'm concerned, and as you are too, to to define our terms. As yeah, we yeah. And so what was the next thing? I tried to make a, a list here where we've totally not gone by, but who cares? Um, I do want to also mention that we're gonna have guests on the show, um, to help add to the uh, sort of comedic energy. Well, I think the thing is to get people. We're going to get guests that whatever issue we're talking about, if they have some some connection to it, some some perspective on it. Sure, yeah. We're going to yeah. try to get like authors, and we if we can get like one of these bloggers, that'd be great. Sure, to I'm actually gonna, come out yeah. from behind their realm. Yeah, from, I want to open it up from behind their especially, curtain, especially because oh god, so much. There's a lot of lazy like, just anytime a comedian says bloggers, I I cringe a little bit. Because like nine Uh-oh. times out of ten, maybe even nine point five times out of ten, it's just some lazy like hack swipe it at liberals or something. Like I don't know, it just never strikes well, me. Well, we, we already said that that's that's not what we're doing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the point five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I really want to. I'm interested in what people have to say, and I'm not interested in uh, putting words in people's mouths. Yeah, we're, exactly. We're not here to or tell people how to think. Yeah, yeah. We're we're here to really discuss these issues because the, the way and maybe you've seen it this way too. Whenever I see an outrage topic pop up on uh, on the internet. It's usually one side says one thing and they're angry, and the other side's like, "Well, you're fucking stupid for being angry about that." Right. And there's no actual discussion. It's just people swearing at each other. Right. It's just angry racist YouTube comments back and forth. All the nuance gets lost, and what's always interesting to me is that there is, when you get to the core of it, there usually is some nuance, or it is, or there is something just completely. Oh, there's but how rare is that? You yeah, know? absolutely. There's always there's always a lot more to explore. That's a lot more interesting than like the film of just vitriol that builds on the surface of these things it's like you kind of wipe that away and you're like oh this is kind of cool to look at or like interesting i can learn something here you know and oh, I think yeah. that's what we're trying to do with the show we don't mean we're going to learn anything from uh, starbucks cups by the way no i don't <laughs> i don't believe i'll be learning anything from that but you know that level of, of news coverage and also too we're going to do ones that are not uh, we're gonna do ones that are also local outrage. Like if somebody, uh, what was the one that I was talking You're about? Talking about this nine-year-old kid oh, that yeah. uh, wrote a love letter and yeah, what did, would the police uh, charge him with harassment? Yeah, no. In Florida, I guess some nine-year-old kid wrote like a classmate a couple of love notes, and now he might get sued for sexual harassment, hmm. <laughs> which is funny on so and also evil on so many levels. I'm assuming that the kid's nine. He doesn't even know how to beat off yet. And so the fact that he's potentially being sexually harassed is just 
hilarious yeah. because he doesn't know what sex is or that he's like being accused of yeah yeah i'm mean, because not nine years old what, what grade is he in he's in probably fourth fourth, fourth grade, grade yeah. fourth fifth grade somewhere around there yeah. yeah so he's at this point where the only thing he knows about women is like oh sometimes you know i get butterflies and i think i like this girl and he doesn't know like i'm gonna fucking lick this girl's ass or like whatever <laughs> whatever yeah. thing like that's not on his mind yet. It sure. hasn't. He hasn't gotten that far. So the fact that there's a potential. I like that you sexual... implied that, that there's a point where <laughs> every man gets to where it's like I'm gonna lick that girl's ass. Well, I mean, some people. <laughs> no, I mean, carry on. I was just anyway <laughs> noting my amusement. Carry on. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, we're not gonna be talking. Well, hopefully we can keep the ass licking uh, conversations to a minimum. Let's but please. Please. I mean, it, but hey, if, if it comes up in the I'm news, I'm gonna make that promise to you right now. If there's ever a, an outrage story that's focused around ass picking, we're going in. We're going all the way in, pun intended. Sure. All and, right. and so back to the. the I nine, reluctantly agree. Carry the, on. Back to the <laughs> net. Not with each other, but uh, I, I don't mean like the. Oh well, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, so the nine-year-old kid, he potentially is is harassing because the, the legal definition of harassment is repeated unwanted. Sure. Um, as far as I know, right, I don't. Yeah, 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 I, I'm not a lawyer, but you know, it, I am, and I it is. Yeah, and so uh, <laughs> sure, he fucking are. And so if he's writing her notes and she said to him like, "Hey, I don't like you. Fucking quit this." And then he keeps doing it. Then yeah, that's harassment. But I don't think it's ever sexual harassment. It's never because there's no sexual uh, you know element to this because he's nine. Sure, and that's kind of why why this story drives me crazy. Yeah. Well, it just seems like it's very, very, very hard for me to imagine a scenario in which it was necessary that the police and get involved and that charges be brought. Yeah, like, and it's then, hard and the for me to stand. imagine that, like, even if it was something where, like, hey, he's giving this girl these notes and she's really, it makes her very uncomfortable. Because, like, if that's the case, then yeah, I'm like, maybe step in and be like, hey, kid, cool it. That's not cool. She's not liking this. It's not okay. Like, listen, little Johnny. It's not okay to make little Susie feel weird by giving her these notes. But That's how did not cool? Back but here's off, the thing: How did it end up uh, on at least local news? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I and don't how know. did I don't know. how did I found out about it in New yeah. York City? Yeah, you know. And so that's the thing: is somebody called a news news van at some point to show up? Well, and, sure. Yeah. So and they blew this up way beyond right, proportion. right, right, right. But that's these are all the things that we don't know. That in, yeah. like, say, if we were doing an episode about this, we would take the trouble to find out, and then we would be able to. Have a discussion, right? Yeah. So that that's just a, a example of the type of things that we're going to be talking about on this show are it, are both big world and little world levels of outrage, and that's an example of a, of a small world, like a local, like a PTA soccer mom being angry about something and it blowing up, and sure. it's somehow making the news. Because there's never going to be a, a hashtag Twitter of you know sue the nine-year-old. At least I hope there's not going to be right. you know a crazy online Twitter campaign for yeah. or against this kid. So that's just more of a small world problem. But we're going to do our best to cover both. I mean, the, the reality is a lot of the stories on here are going to be the ones that, are, that jump on us. Like, they find us. We don't find them. Right. The ones that are the inevitable click, 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 click fucking kind of stories. Sure. Um, anything else? I feel like we... Yeah, we pretty much covered most of it. So that's it. This is the Fake Outrage Report with your hosts, Phil Causey. AJ Rogers here too with me. Yeah, I'm the other host. Yeah. Um, thank uh, you for listening. That's going to confuse the hell out of people when they. And it. Uh, we will see you 
next episode. We won't see you, but you'll hear us. Oh yeah, by the way. Oh yeah, we should mention that too. We're not we're not like a weekly show. We're just whenever we can get around to it. So yeah. Ideally bi weekly ish, but you know, it's a yeah. podcast. Keep an eye out. Subscribe right. on iTunes and SoundCloud or whatever the fuck. I don't available. even know the hell. Yeah. Whatever other platforms we'll announce them as we go. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Bye bye kiddos.